On this episode, Kelsey ruins my life with Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to do that. Hi. Hi. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Ruin My Life. I'm Kelsey Goldman. I'm Jason Edwards. And we're here to ruin each other's lives. Yeah, this is a show about forcing your friends to like the things you like. So much. Because that's what friendship is. That's what friendship is. Ruining each other's lives with things that you love so much. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Pretty good. Very succinct. Wow, we really, that's good. We we really got that down. but succinct. No, it gets the point across. You don't want to be too wordy. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Okay. Kelsey, what did I watch this week? Uh, this week... Or, and by this week, I mean this episode. This episode, which has been... It's basically weekly. been a week. It's basically um, been a week. Jason watched uh, the Netflix original slash BBC show, Peaky Blinders, starring Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. <laughs> um, which... And I watched when the first season came out on Netflix because Netflix was oh, like, hey. Back in the far off days of 2014. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix was like, hey, you might like this. And I was like, hey, Netflix, I like this. Good looking out, Netflix. Good looking out, Netflix. You, you got me. Good job. You got me again. Anyway, so. Is your Netflix perfectly key to your interests? It's pretty good. Because you don't share your account. I don't. Well, I share it, but we all have separate. Profiles. Profiles. So the your, so the recommendations are, are, are they're pretty, set for each they're different pretty person. They're pretty on point. That's good. I got a recommendation for a docu series about British castles, so I felt <laughs> like that was I felt like Netflix really knows me. They're really digging deep just to give you the content that you want. <laughs> and this is not sarcastic, but it's the kind of content that I want. Yeah, no, that, that's hundred percent sincere. <laughs> this is not did you watch well. the whole castle show? I did. How There's was that? actually two different shows about British castles on oh, Netflix. Man. One we, of them is a lot better than We the can't go. <laughs> Uh, I'm so torn because I don't want to get sidetracked too early, but also I really want to hear about these two castle shows. What makes one better than the other? The host of one is better. I don't know. I just like the storytelling. Okay. Oh, the way okay. it happens in one yeah. more than the other. It's not the concept, it's the execution. Yeah, yeah exactly. Speaking of which, Peaky, <laughs> Peaky Blinders. So Peaky Blinders is a British series, I guess, about um, a gang basically, or a family, a crime family. Mm-hmm. The blinders. The, the, the peaky blinders. And they're oh so peaky. Um, in Manchester? Newcastle? I have forgotten the city. Oh, they, they flash the name of the um, town up on screen every season at the beginning. I don't remember what it is. It's some, um, it's some small part of London, and it's in the early no, 1900s. No, it's not London. It's, it's not, um, no, it's, you're right. It's England. It's, northern, they, it's northern England. Because people are always going off to London and then Birmingham. back. It's Birmingham. Birmingham, England. Okay. Uh, just after World War One. Um, great, great time for for Europe as a whole. Yeah, such a such a great time for Europe. As only a whole. only good times ahead. Only good times ahead. Um, our protagonist is Tommy Shelby. The Shelby family is the family that runs the Peaky Blinders. They're the titular blinders. The titular blinders. Um, uh, Tommy Shelby or uh, Killing Murphy, um, with his glorious cheekbones. Um, he has come back from the war, you know, changed as they all do, 
and taking control of the family crime business. I would say the first season is about him sort of establishing himself as a power in the region and like asserting dominance over the other crime bosses. Is that the right word? Yeah, it's really about <laughs> finding out just how peaky those blinders are. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the main concept for the first season, which is the season that Jason watched. Mm-hmm. There's three seasons. I have not yet watched the third season. I'm sorry, I think you mean out. series. Series, right, because it's British. This is There's a show three, from across the pond. It's three series. Where they call seasons series, which is charming in a way, but wrong in another way. Because <laughs> it's America. It's America. <laughs> we have seasons. We have seasons. And they're... I was going to say they're, they're 22 episodes long, but they're not really anymore. They're, they're 22, really or they're 13, or they're 12, or they're 10, <laughs> or they're 8. I think there are some that are 8. Or sometimes they're 6. Sometimes, sometimes they're, they're, six. they're also 6, but it's still a season. It's still a season. So, so you already sort of explained how you came to the show. Yes. Netflix served it up to is, you on is a... Is that still on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on here. We talked about it. It's, yeah. it's Netflix served it up to you on a, on a silver platter. On a silver platter. They emailed me, and they're like, you should watch this. Um... I didn't watch it right away, but I put it in my queue for a while, which I don't think mm. it's even called a queue let anymore. It, it's called a list. It's called the list. Let it now. simmer. But yeah. Oh, back then it was still a queue. It was still a queue. Oh, 2014. No, I think it might have been a list. What, what a time to be alive, 2014. 2014 was a good time. I don't remember. I, I don't remember much about 2014. All I can think about things, is things from my life in particular, which aren't going to be very funny. <laughs> I'll think they're funny. The whole na- the whole nation was caught on with stage management internship craze. <laughs> Everyone loved the great, the big, the great immensity at the public theater. We were all going crazy for being in New York. Yeah. And we just moved there six months ago. And we were very sad. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so let it it simmer for a while. And then uh, in in my queue, let it simmer in the queue. (laughs) Just just heat it up a little bit. Thank thank you for going with that (laughs) unnecessary metaphor. You're welcome. See, let's simmer. I, someone I followed on Tumblr was like watching it and was like, this is so good. You need to watch it and made some really pretty gift set. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's six episodes. I don't know how I feel about this show. That's a nice gift though. Hmm. I mean, part of the reason I love the show is the aesthetic qualities of it. So it's a very Tumblr friendly show. It is. The gifts are beautiful. Yeah. I've seen the gifts. They're on point. They're on point. Yeah. And characters occasionally say things that sound very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think I just gave it a, gave it a whirl. I think I watched it with with Stephanie. Can't remember. Fr- friend, we, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Stephanie Walker. <laughs> Stephanie Walker, friend of the podcast. So I watched it and I liked it and then Did it grab you at first? Like when did you really get into it? I mean, I know you just will down a whole season of a show without really Yeah, without really thinking <laughs> without about it. Without thinking about it or stopping. I and that's weird for me because I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but I've always done that. Even before Netflix, I did that. Oh yeah, you were binging before binging was like I bought DVD seasons of things I hadn't ever watched before and then watched all of them or I rented them or whatever. But yeah, I would go Jen and I, Jen Jen Harlan. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Um, and I would go to Target on at like 10 o'clock on Black Friday, and they'd have all the DVD TV sets on sale for like $10 a piece, um, which like seasons of DVDs are usually like 50 bucks. Yeah. So that was like really good. And I'd buy like something I'd been wanting to watch. And yeah, so. And that's your weekend. That's my weekend. <laughs> um, but then like six episodes was like nothing. So that's like, a, that's an evening, six episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I just watched it, and I really, I, re- I remember, like, because the opening of the first episode is very, like, aesthetically pleasing, and also has that, 
music, and I'm just like Nick Cave. Okay, I could get behind this. I also I the have the original theme song for Peaky Blinders. It's not though, is it? Don't think so. Who's that coming down the street? No, nope. it's the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Who are they? What are they gonna do? Peaky Blinders. The oh, Peaky Blinders they're loving musical. and they're fighting and they're loving and drinking some more. It's Peaky Blinders. They're going down. out on tour. <laughs> they're not. They're, they stay in the same town most of the time. Until season two. Series two. Series two. And then they go to London. And they go to and London then, And then back. And then back. They're mostly in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, set, the set's very pretty. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about the show is the production design. Yeah. And and to be fair, I am the type of person who like like the aesthetic value of things do have mean a lot to me <laughs> i was an art history major so oh, like that yeah. that's something that's important to me oh. and so like i have trouble i'll have more trouble watching things that are that have are like quality content are, and are just like not well designed <laughs> which, which is funny because i know you love british stuff i do and i feel like the history of, of bbc programming until pretty recently was was great writing Awful, awful, awful production, production design, design and yeah. like cinematography. Um, I agree with you <laughs> in that. Um, and for things I like, I look past it. But like, I think I just, I just do give that like some value. Yeah. And I think it, it, yeah. it in like historical drama, especially, mm. it is really important. Yeah, a lot of the the pleasure from a historical or a period drama is often in the recreation of the period. So yeah. it is very important. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I think from, from that first, like, opening, I was like, okay, I like this. I also really enjoy historical, um, setting with an anachronistic music. Yeah, there's like, lots of that. that's the thing I'm, I'm really into. So, um. It's probably the most Nick Cave songs ever played in one TV show. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. No, no, it's, it's pretty fitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was kind of, like, the, the aesthetic part of it was actually what drew me to it, and then I did really like. I like the story. I think it's an interesting story. It was also, like, it was a show, it was when Downton Abbey was still, like, I mean, I guess Downton Abbey's still popular, but I'm not watching it. Is it? I, <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, that's um, but it was when Downton Abbey was, my... like, at the height of being Downton Abbey, and it was the same time period and, like, just, like, a much grittier... <laughs> sort of the anti-Downton Abbey. The anti-Downton Abbey, which I really appreciated, and I felt, like, much more immersed, <laughs> I guess. It's very immersive. Yeah. Un unpleasantly so sometimes. Yes. That period of history, particularly in England, is so grimy and gross and, mm -hmm. and, and sooty and dark. And I think the production design very much captures that. I know. I know. <laughs> that, that's part of the reason why I probably didn't didn't uh, pursue the show when it first came out, because I yeah. knew it was set in that time in that sort of location. Yeah. I don't like being there in my TV shows <laughs> or movies. It's a, I just think it's gross. Uh, so obviously the aesthetics, uh, you enjoyed those. Yeah. Did the... Did the characters resonate for you? And if so, how? I don't, like, I mean, I don't, like, connect to the characters okay. in any way, really, because they're not, I don't have a lot in common with them. I mean, I think there's definitely, like, things about all of them to connect to, but there's no one who I'm like, yes, you, I, I like you. Um, although I really like um, Esme, the, the traveler who marries... Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. she's a woman. I mean, yeah. And I like... That, that sort of is a... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and I like Polly, their aunt, more and more as the series goes on. That was sort of a, a question I had going into the show. Yeah. Because I knew you liked it a lot, obviously enough to recommend yeah. it to me. Yeah. I also know you don't 
have any particular love for shows about white men, do, like ambitious white men doing yeah. bad things. Yeah. And this is very much a show about one white man doing Dude, a lot of bad things. Doing a lot things. of bad things, yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm, not, I'm like, not accusing you of no, moral I mean, failing. I'm and the just thing is, and I, and I do fail morally on, on that part <laughs> for some things. I think... Um, As do I. I'm not saying that... I mean, obviously, there are <laughs> like examples of that genre I enjoy. Yeah, there's definitely things from that genre that I enjoy. And I think the first season, I definitely struggled with the um, that that part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, did, I did really like the contrast between all the Shelby brothers and their sort of different types of masculinity. Like, Tommy, who's very, like, calculating and, and, and very brain up here, and, and Arthur, who is very clearly, like, aggressive physical person and then brain um, down here I'm, I'm pointing to my muscles yeah down here down here and then in i the would chest. call the other one brain down here <laughs> and you know you know you know where i'm pointing you know where that is <laughs> um uh john yeah so and, and i liked that i liked that sort of contrast in that like i don't feel like they're all the same character right which sometimes i do feel like when i watch shows like that um every every at the end of every episode of Peaky Blinders, Netflix comes up and says, do you want to watch more Peaky Blinders or do you want to watch Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> In which they are all the same Which is sign, Which is sign, kind, of, kind of telling, I think. Which I watched some of after I watched Peaky Blinders how, and how, wanted to like so much, but just... That's how I felt about Peaky Blinders. <laughs> um, uh, in season two, there's a new female character who I really, really like and I think... Whoever was working on the show was like, we need a foil to <laughs> to Grace, who is yeah. a very specific type, I think. Um, who like, and I think she's she's a very interesting character, and she's um, she's the the love interest character. But I think mm, she, she yes, the love story. She also has a sort of plot, which got kind of confusing at the end of season one, if I recall. But um, my impression of, <laughs> um, and I don't want to spend too much time. Talking about why I don't like Peaky Blinders. I mean, you're allowed to do that. That's what we're. That's I know. What we're here I know. To but it, I know. But it's, it's very easy for me to just sit here and and shit on this thing. Yeah. But I'm more interested in why you like it and what yeah. about it. Um, yeah. You are so enthusiastic about. Um, I want this to be a, a positive podcast about celebration. <laughs> um, so I will say though that Grace's character, uh, Grace's character arc in season one. Seemed to be, she had one save objective at the start of the show, which was I want to avenge my father's murder by the IRA. Yeah. And then she. Doesn't really do that, but she kills one guy, and it's like yeah. I no longer feel the need to avenge my father's murder. Anyway, no, I that was like one of the biggest problems I had with the first season was that Grace's arc is like not super well defined my or was resolved. That, like, it's very slight, and she states every single moment of like what she's doing and why she's doing it. Yeah, there's a point where um, where the inspector asks her, "Why are you doing this to me?" and she says, "For love," <laughs> to herself, even not even to him. The inspector is my favorite character in the show. Oh, but he's so terrible. There, it, but well, in a good way. At first, he's at first his in, the introduction to the, the Sam Neil, yeah. who I did not recognize. Yeah, I saw his name in the credits and thought, his accent is so must weird. be a different Sam Neil. He's got the mustache and the hat. Yeah. I really didn't know it was him. <laughs> his character is so his acting. He, Sam Neil is just a great actor. He's very yeah. magnetic. And when you first meet his character, he's coming into London via Birmingham. Uh, sorry, I keep saying London. It's not London. He's coming There's more in, than one city in England, guys. No, it's just one city. It's just London. Uh, he, he's, he's coming in via car, and he's sort of driving through the slums, mm -hmm. and he's looking out in the city, and there's all this, like, crime and degradation and just disgusting filth piling up everywhere. And so when he comes in, like, 
two scenes later and is giving a big speech to the police department saying, we're going to clean up this town. It's like, yeah, you probably should. It's a gross place. I don't like it. And also, he's the antagonist to Tommy. Yeah. And I, my biggest problem with the show, can we get into that? Do you want to get into that? Yeah, because Tommy's probably my biggest problem with the show, too. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. He, Tommy, is so, Tommy is so poorly defined. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the entire yeah. show really orbits around Tommy. Yeah. At least, I only saw season one. I, I wanted to watch more, but I... I could not get into it enough to commit any more time to it. I understand. But Tommy is just <laughs> this, you don't know, you know what he's doing. He's, yeah. he's, he's, like, he's a clever gangster who is emotionally scarred by World War I, mm-hmm. but you don't get anything beyond that. You don't get like what drives him to do the things he does, mm-hmm. aside from, he's a gangster, he wants to make more money. Yeah. And you don't get any sense of how the war changed him, just like mm-hmm. a lot of people walk around saying, oh, he's different from after the war. The war changed him. It's it's funny. Never do I really think that a show could benefit from more flashbacks. Because, right. But I really think the show could benefit. from There's more one flashbacks. flashback in season one that they sort of tease out. That's yeah. just a, a bad thing that happened yeah. in World War One. Yeah. It's not even like a turning point or a very no. instructive thing that happened that we learn about. It's just yeah. one night where, like, they killed some people and it was bad, like it always was. Yeah. I I. To, honestly, Tommy, Tommy and Grace's two characters, who are like the protagonists of the show, yeah. I would say, are the most poorly defined and are my least favorite part of the show. Yeah. Honestly, like season two, a lot of what ha- Grace goes away, <laughs> um, and she doesn't come back till the end of season two. And most of season two, Tommy spends uh, getting to know another woman who is a, very much a foil to Grace, who is who is. Uh, uh, independently wealthy and single and um, just kind of kind of awesome in, when you look at all the other women on the show. <laughs> and um, Most of whom are what? prostitutes or his, his direct family members. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I think that, that her, her well-defined character definitely helps a little bit with the Tommy thing, but not amazingly um but i like her a lot and then i i'm kind of dreading season three because grace comes back at the end of season two and then it's a whole love triangle um which i hate love triangles oh the worst <laughs> the worst the worst <laughs> um Same. There, sh- there shouldn't be love triangles just you know just have the two girls leave the guy for each other that works for me that always works okay for not me. how i was gonna go with that yeah that's great too <laughs> That always works for me. It always works, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, not always, but it's probably always better than the alternative. Um, <laughs> oh, God, which is just back and forth forever. Forever. Has um, anyone ever watched a love triangle and thought, this is what we need? I love this. I'm so into this. A lot of people, because it's everywhere. I can't believe that. It's the entire crux of the Twilight books, isn't it? I know, but those books aren't so much about plot. It's, it sort of is, but there's never really a threat to the main romance in, in Twilight. That's true. Jacob is there, but he's he's he's... I mean, it's they a, added one in the Hunger Games books, though. Like, or they didn't add it, but it's there. It's not as bad as Twilight, though. No. It's even less consequential than the one in Twilight, where Jacob is around and is much more likable than Edward. Yeah. And they have to be, it's one of those things that has sort of, have to sort of pile on the character, all these yeah. negative traits to make him not the right choice after <laughs> the fact. Which is kind of what I felt like was happening with the inspector yeah. in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Because three episodes in, it's like Tommy is a blank slate who is just mean to people and is an awful gangster and and doesn't seem that nice and the Mm -hmm. inspector wants to arrest him seems like pretty cut and dry then they start making the inspector this kind of creepy old dude who wants to marry grace and he he goes to a prostitute and hits her in the face yeah 
And then my favorite part, the show is not very subtle. No. It's not super mm-hmm. subtle. In the last episode, Tommy and the inspector meet. Inspector Sam Neill, that is, as I call him. <laughs> Inspector Sam Neill. I don't remember his name. They, uh, I mean, either. Inspector Sam Neill is much better. Yeah. <laughs> they meet, and Inspector says to him, we're different, you and I, but we're also the same. <laughs> like looking into a mirror. You can't just say that. You can't just say, you can't that. Just say you that. can't just say that. That can be your theme. It's the theme of most uh, yeah. superhero properties ever made, but yeah. you mean, can't just say it. I think I think that, like, because part of this this... This whole project that we're doing, this this podcast yes. for me is is definitely examining things that I like and and being like that's not great, but I still like it. <laughs> um, and like I yeah. and I know even when I'm watching it, like I don't, I never cared as much about like Tommy as a person as opposed to like the Peaky Blinders as an entity. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think see, like I do think season two does a better job with that, mm-hmm. and and you get the introduction of Tom Hardy, which. I love Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. And Tom I, Hardy I, plays a Jewish mobster in London who's a baker. It's amazing. <laughs> I didn't get season three, season two um, to Tom Hardy's character. I did watch a lot of Tom Hardy's scenes on YouTube just to just to confirm that it was going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it is. Um, Let me ask you something. Yes. Do you think it's possible that Tom Hardy has been acting uh, under the stress of a severe head injury since 2011? And just no one has noticed? Because you can't understand him? Because you can't understand a word he's no, saying. No, you can't understand him. What? Like... You can understand him? I've never had trouble, although I do have hearing problems, so I watch everything with subtitles on. Well, there, yeah, there you go. I, don't, I still think I didn't have trouble understanding him in, like, Inception or... Inception was before the, the head injury. Before the head injury. What was, what was post-head injury, Tom Hardy? Um, uh, the Revenant. I didn't see The Revenant. I have oh, no desire to see The um, Revenant. Uh, the Moonshine movie he you made with... You know what I mean? Two white guys in the woods with a bear? That sounds oh. terrible. The Moonshine movie he made with Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> Again, two ba- white guys in the woods somewhere? <laughs> the ba- Batman. I can understand him in Batman, but you're not really supposed to understand him He's got Batman. the mask on in Batman, and then since then he's like he's been acting with the mask still on. <laughs> the Revenant is the worst, because he's just like this old woodsy guy who's like going around like, oh, man. We got, got enough men out here. I mean, I think in, in Peaky Blinders, he's doing a very specific accent. Oh, Mad, Mad Max. Oh, Mad, Mad Max, Max, yeah. He doesn't talk in Mad Max. Yeah, and when, he, and when he does, every time you're like, what? So what was that? What was that? I don't remember having this sensation. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just you. If you're listening and you think Tom Hardy has suffered a grievous head injury, please <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Tom, if you're listening, we're here for you. We're here for you. We love you. We love you. Really love you a lot. We promise. Just, just like take the, take the tobacco out of your mouth for a second, Tom. It does kind of sound like he's dipping sometimes. Or like he has his mouth guard in. <laughs> or he's using a grind guard and he's going to bed because he grinds his teeth. Perfect. So he has to wear the grind guard. He's well, he's never taken it back out. I always felt like in Peaky Blinders he's doing a very specific accent, but maybe not. Maybe that's just how he talks. <laughs> <laughs> it is an accent, but it's, it's very similar to his accent in most other things. He's just got that sort of like. Talks out of the side of his mouth. Talks out of the side of his mouth. Like a Scottish Bruce Springsteen. Scottish Where it's all down here when you you bring the jaw down low. Tom Hardy. Scottish Bruce Springsteen. It's actually not bad. Visually. Visually. <laughs> visually. It's, that's, that's, that's actually not bad. It kind of works, yeah. Um, it's like half half um, Sean Connery, half Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> that's what it is. That's dead on. Dead on, yeah. Can we get uh, Tom Hardy to be in the Bruce Springsteen story? I'm sorry, East Street Shuffle, the Bruce Springsteen story, starring Tom Hardy. Is that, is that a thing that's happening? No. <laughs> I don't 
totally, I totally if, bought that for if a it second. Ha- if it happens now, you owe me Hollywood. <laughs> you owe us Hollywood. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of this entity. That's true. Yeah, you're all, you're here. You're you're part of it. Um. So yeah, I think I definitely agree with you on um the the. Tommy and Grace being like the least interesting part of it. I think I I really enjoy the stories with Arthur in a weird way. And what disappointed me about that was because you get this whole story with Arthur and their dad at the mm. end of season one, but you get nothing with Tommy and their dad, which I nope. feel like there's some shit there. <laughs> My fa- I love that that storyline though, because when uh, Arthur Jr. shows up, he yeah. meets Arthur. This is the first one he meets, yeah. and they look like they're maybe five years apart. Yeah. <laughs> Not much of an age difference there. Not much of an age, but you know, Hollywood or Wales. <laughs> where do they? Where do they film yeah, what this are, shit? What do they? What do they? They film a lot of BBC shit in Wales. What, is it Wales? I don't know if they filmed that. I, there, I assumed but... it was Vancouver. Because <laughs> that's ninety percent of all the shows are filmed right? in Vancouver. Oh, that's where we're going if oh, we have to leave. Maybe we won't have to. If you're maybe listening to this in the future, there is no more America. Out. We're in Vancouver. <laughs> this is not only a a podcast about pop culture and. Other things we love. It's also just about the end of an empire. The end of an empire. The final days of America. That could be our subtitle. Ruined my life. <laughs> the final days of the American empire. Oh, they actually film it in Birmingham. Really? Yeah. It's definitely and like not- other other northern English cities. Various on location. On location. On location. In in nineteen eighteen. <laughs> in nineteen eighteen. Wow. Um, Impressive. Yeah, so I would say it's okay that you don't like it, which Good. is one of the things that Jason hates that I do, is that I, I don't actually force him to like the things that I like. <laughs> That's why I wanted to adjust my, 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 my tactic here for the podcast, I knew if I came on here trying to bait you into an argument, you would not have it. <laughs> um, and also, I want to be positive. Yeah. This is a podcast is about, about enjoying things. About putting things we enjoy out in the world. Exactly. And and into um, each other's brains. And I think, like, honestly, for me, the the... Aesthetic and and oral, like the, the sound design. The sound design. Um, if sound design the, includes just accents, I'm totally there with you. <laughs> sound design and Nick Cave. Nick Cave. <laughs> accents and Acc- Nick Cave. <laughs> I love any show that has accents. I do. I love right. those accents. It's right. it's just enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Um, and you can tell my own has, has much improved because I've been watching the show. Yeah. It's really just yeah. come up so, so much. So much. My it accent was, game is... It was is really bad before. At the, at the top. <laughs> but now it's great. Now it's... now it's Oh, it's fantastic. Slightly less bad. <laughs> For me, the, the, the aesthetic part of it was just so striking and and awesome to me that like it, it overruled a lot of the um the content issues yeah and i and i think it's i think a lot of it was like the time i was when i was watching it was like the whole like down nabby thing where i was like i don't who are these people who have all this money and don't know what to do with their lives do you feel like you were taking a claim as to who you were as a person by liking <laughs> by liking Peaky Peaky blinders instead of down nabby. nabby i mean i like down I'm, nabby. I'm, only, watched, I'm only half kidding by the way I'm, i watched down nabby but i think i think if i were to <laughs> my allegiance to one show it would It'd be it be would be Peaky Blinders old. while not especially diverse is a lot more diverse than like other shows that take place during that period there is a black person there is a black person there's Peaky several Jewish people yeah, um uh politically there's there's the or, or then they have the the travelers um and the anarchists politically which is a is an interesting yeah that's point. interesting doesn't really go anywhere doesn't really go anywhere it kind of comes back later okay um at least ada comes back in it doesn't really ways. go anywhere and then spoiler alert 
Frankie dies off screen before yeah. season two begins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. Uh, because that actor got cast in something else. Okay. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wow, that's are we still why. at that point in, in television history where people are just getting cast in other things so they just kill them? I guess. Hashtag put on a bus. That's the old trope name for that. Oh. You you have to get rid of a character for some reason. You put them on a bus. Mm. I just call it getting Mandy'd. Mandy? From the West Wing. I haven't seen the West Wing. Oh, well. Future episode. (laughs) In season one, spoiling it for you, there's this character, Mandy. Um, And she just disappears after season (laughs) one. (laughs) Did they they try to explain it at all? No. no. They say, I think they say she got a job at like a, like a private Okay, yeah, I think it's only putting on a bus when you try to explain what happened to them. Yeah. Like, oh, they, they moved to Cincinnati or yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's the, the, the ultimate example of, of, of a different form of that is um, Richie's brother on Happy Days. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Richie's brother, Chuck Cunningham, I think, uh, is in the first season. And halfway through, just he walks out the door and then never comes <laughs> never back. back. This has been TV Tropes. With Jason and this Kelsey. Is, this is the TV Tropes cast. <laughs> oh, do they have that? Uh, Surely they, someone does a I TV Tropes do. cast. Yeah, what would that be? It's not a bad idea. Uh, someone probably does it already. Spinoff pitch. Spinoff pitch. TV Tropes TV cast. Tropes. Co- tropes cast. Tropes cast. TV. No, it can't be TV cast. Tropes cast. Tropes cast. Has to be Tropes cast. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue. Is that what we we just like pick a trope every episode? Yeah, and we just break it down. Yeah, I'm we down. Just break with that. it down. Surely someone does that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I think. I think that appealed, like, in the place and time when I was watching it originally, like, that really appealed to me. And that I really do like historical mm. fiction, dr- drama, historical drama, we'll call it that. Um, yeah, like I said, if it was set in old-timey New York City, before I probably that, would have liked it, like, a 10, lot better. 10% more. Yeah. Just because London... Into that. Not, keep saying sure. London. It's not London. It's, it's England. Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, but it's England, right? I've got that right. Like the city in Alabama, yes. England is a city in Alabama? No, Birmingham is a city in Alabama, but they say Birmingham in England. <laughs> Birmingham, as, as Randy Newman called it, the greatest city in Alabama. So yeah, I, I guess maybe England just isn't a thing I'm into. Yeah. Also, I've never been to England, unlike some people. Mm. So I have no sense of... <laughs> I, I, I keep calling everything London, because to me, yeah. like, England is London. Yeah, I think that's probably part of it, too. Like, I was very into England for a while. Like A while? Still very not anymore, not still, anymore. You've gotten over still that. Still pretty into England, guys. Um, <laughs> or British British culture, not just England, because England is only one part of Britain. Really into it. Um, really into British culture. I mean, like, I mean, it's pretty similar culture to here. Well, yeah. But like, they also they also uh, make huge political decisions based on xenophobia. And we don't. Yeah, I'm saying that. <laughs> Oh, you, it, was, it was a compare, not a contrast. Ah, we're different, but we're also the same. It's like look like at looking into a mirror. <laughs> I know that feeling. Your 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 Sam Neill and Peaky Blinders is pretty good. Thank you. The accent's pretty <laughs> pretty on point because that accent is weird as fuck. <laughs> like, is he Irish? Sam Neill? You no, know, because Sam Neill is from New Zealand, I think. I think he's supposed to be Irish because there's. But I think some, the character is supposed to be Irish. There's something with like the IRA. The IRA, I like that because I'm I'm always interested in like yeah. The RA is a very interesting. It is, and partially because I, I get so confused about it, I, yeah. I enjoy having something to reinforce what yeah. it actually is for me. Um, um, not, I mean, the idea, the concept behind the IRA makes sense to me. I just like yeah. always forget like who is which side. Yeah, but yeah, so I think I think there was just there was just more meat in that in <laughs> in that uh, in the part of that 
historical life they chose to display than in other shows that were on at the time. There's more meat in that pie. More meat in that pie. In that meat pie. Um, <laughs> it's a big meat pie. Um, yeah, and you can, I think... You can't, you can't see, but Kelsey just got very uncomfortable because she looked me right in the eyes when she said meat pie, and now she won't look at me. Um, that, that is the danger of doing a show live in person. Live in as person. As opposed to over Skype. Over Skype, yeah. We should do a whole episode like that. What? Just making direct eye contact. This is totally direct eye contact. We should see, we should see how long we could do that for. I don't... Uh, this is really awkward. And I know. I don't think that we can do it for very long. Apparently, I, you and I, Both you and I get really uncomfortable uh, really easily. Uh, yeah, apparently eye contact gets uncomfortable after three seconds. We're, we're doing okay then. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am uncomfortable. I'm pretty uncomfortable. We should stop. Okay. Yeah. Not, not, I don't know how to stop. Me neither. Where am I going to look? Uh, okay, I'm just going to close my eyes for a minute. Okay, so what else did you want to talk about, Peaky Blinders? Are you still there? Uh, yeah. Kelsey. We're, we're still Kelsey, there. Kelsey, I can't see. There, Kelsey. Did I have... Kelsey. Jason. Marco. Polo. Now there's a show. <laughs> I haven't watched that. Uh, don't. <laughs> I hear it's very bad. Um, but see, Netflix told me to watch that one too, and I didn't watch it. You can't listen to everything Netflix says. Right. Oh. Netflix is very enthusiastic, Netflix but like not very smart Netflix like to shame me friend. for binging things. Yes, I'm still watching yes. this Netflix. Am I still watching Stranger Things? Yes, I'm still watching Stranger Things. You... <laughs> Netflix, you're the one that wanted me to watch this. You made it for me. Now you're going to judge me for it? <sighs> Are you still watching? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Maybe I am. I am. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I left the room. It's not. It's my business. You keep you keep playing until I hit pause. My business. So here's the thing. I, I I am kind of interested in your weird discomfort with this particular time period, or like in England particularly, because I don't think that this particular time period in New York was any cleaner. No, no, it was very dirty. <laughs> um, and I think actually around 1918 they had sort of dealt with the sanitation issues in yeah. New York City yeah. just recently. I actually just was listening to a podcast about yeah. this. But it still was not a great time. I feel time. like I've listened to this podcast, but maybe not. Something about England in that time period is just so claustrophobic to me in a way that, that old-timey New York is not. Maybe because hmm. New York is an island, so it's, it, the space is manageable. It's less claustrophobic because it's an island? <laughs> uh, England, like industrial England in my mind, just goes yeah. on forever pretty much. Yeah. And I, I, and London again, actual London, yeah. in the same same way. It's like there's this huge misery factory full of beggars and and, and people covered in soot and flames. In, in that time period, not, at, not London now. No, not now. <laughs> not now. Uh, soon. Yeah. Uh, just flames shooting out of towers and people <laughs> dying of of gangrene and 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 the black lung and consumption. Yeah. Which also, again, it happened in cities in, in America, but yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It might be because I have, because my, my knowledge of, of English history and yeah. European history and as a whole is, is, is not as solid as my knowledge of American history. Yeah. So you throw me into England, like, anywhere from, like, 1700 to mm-hmm. 1940. Mm-hmm. I don't, can't really place myself. It's Pretty all one big post, mess. Post-Elizabethan uh, era, you're yeah, kind yeah. of, like... It's all one big <laughs> industrial mess, and I can't discern, like... Okay. That might be it. Because when I first saw Peaky Blinders was a thing, I might have checked it out because I like Killian Murphy. I, yeah. I, I like gangster programs. I like yeah. crime shows yeah. and period pieces. Like, I, I honestly, I understand the reasons you didn't like it, but when I looked at it, I was like, I feel like Jason would like this. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was often most engaged when it was just Tommy negotiating business deals or, like, mm-hmm. like working out gangster stuff. I like the scenes with Billy Kimber. I think those are, those are like... Yeah. Billy Kimber as a character kind of was a disappointment. They build yeah. him up for two hours. He comes in, he's just very cartoonish, mm-hmm. like... 
guy with a big old mustache. I'm Billy Kimber. <laughs> I I'll show you. I my I'm yeah. I think the, <laughs> my, um, hey, my Billy Kimber is not the best. I think the I I like I I I'm reexamining my opinions on this, which is you know what this is for, and I agree with you in a lot of ways. Um, but it's the same way. I I really like certain directors for like simply aesthetic reasons yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I so that. i think it's the same i think it's the same with i just really like looking at the show yeah and it probably wouldn't matter what was and part of that screen. is because it has such a strong uh artist yeah vibe because it's, yeah. uh, it's all written by one guy yeah and it's all i think every season is directed by pretty much one guy yeah so there is a maybe not a thematic unity but a, there is a, a cinematic a, unity a visual Ooh, yeah yeah a visual <laughs> unity yeah and um, yeah, it, it looks and it looks very good. I cannot yeah. discount that. It looks yeah. and it is TV is a visual medium, so yeah. aesthetics do matter. Yeah. And I wanted to like it, but I just part of it maybe was my frustration with the show because it was this was dis, the show was disappointing. Yeah. And then I got more angry at the show for not being as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like no, Kelsey likes this. I have to like it. Why won't Why won't you be better, show? Having seen this, and and knowing that I like it, is there anything? Analogous, similar, opposite, in place of that you would recommend? This is a new question. Oh, that's a good of. question. That's really good. <laughs> oh wow, I like that. I will. Um, it's not really similar in any way, except it's a, a drama. You said to draw a line. <laughs> yeah, it's a drama about crime. Fargo. Okay. Totally different aesthetically, yeah. thematically. Yeah. Like, the the series wise. Fargo. This is the series Fargo. Yeah. Uh, Netflix Fargo. original. <laughs> FX original. FX original. Did you say Netflix or FX? I said Netflix. I thought it was a Netflix original. No, it's FX. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It, I'm certain it is. No, I, I believe you. <laughs> you, you. You don't. I can look. I can see in your eyes. I just feel like Netflix you don't told me. me it was a Netflix original. Netflix lied. Netflix. I'm mad at Netflix now. <laughs> Maybe Netflix said FX original. You just misheard them. It's very good. Particularly season two is one of my favorite seasons of TV ever. Mm-hmm. And I just for some reason thought of it during Peaky Blinders and it made me happy in a way that Peaky Blinders was not making me. And Kirsten Dunst is in it, right? She's in season two, yeah. And I do love Kirsten Dunst. Oh, she's she's good. She's yeah. Very good. Did you do you know the concept of Fargo? Um, the, the I've seen the movie a long time ago. You seen okay? You see, you've seen the movie. It's been a while. It, it is the, the Francis McDormand's in it. The, the show <laughs> takes a sort of. It's not the story of the movie. It's the same sort of. Every season is a different story. Because it's the Coen Brothers, right? Yeah. Well, they weren't really involved in the show. But like the, the movie is the, the is is, Coen is the Coen yeah. Brothers, yeah. And every it's sort of the theme every every season is sort of a, still about like small town life mm-hmm. meets crime and mm-hmm. how those things interact. Mm-hmm. And season one is much more similar to the movie. It's mm-hmm. set fifteen years later. Yeah. But the story is different, but similar enough that you sort of it sort of plays in your knowledge of the movie to yeah. sort of twist you around and confuse mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. surprise you. But season two is an entirely new thing, sort of set in the nineteen seventies with a very uh, wide cast and a lot of great characters. So could I skip season one and just watch season you, two? Well, season two was actually a prequel prequel of sorts. There's a character in season one who is a supporting character who is an older an older man yeah. who often, who occasionally refers back to like the events of the past. Yeah. And then season two is, the, is those events. Mm-hmm. So it's not crucial to mm-hmm. have seen the first one to watch the second one. Mm-hmm. You would get more out of it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to skip right ahead to the second one, I can... Say you would still enjoy it. Okay. It's, it's still on cool. its own is fantastic. Cool. Yeah, that was my new question that I thought of. Yeah, uh, the character Mike Milligan, who is an uh, uh, African American man working for a mostly white crime syndicate, with a very sunny disposition, and like it was prone to delivering 
very charming monologues to people as he's going around doing his job. And his two silent Hasidic Jewish assistants that walk around behind him. I think you would appreciate that character a lot. <laughs> just that whole picture that yeah. you just painted yeah. for me. I'm excited about. Okay, well, that's a good question. I'm gonna, we, could bring, we should bring that, that back next down. time. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So yeah, Fargo, so, season two. Check Fargo it out. season two. So that has been our episode. Feels like a good one. Yeah, about Peaky Blinders. I feel like we had some good critical discussion. Good. I feel like I did okay because I haven't watched it in a while. Because <laughs> because British series, they like to take like a year and a half to make a new series. Yeah. So you can't Actually, really... Fargo's the same way. So jump right on board. We got like 20 months before season three comes out. Woo! Woo! I'm kind of into that though. I kind of like that format where it's just like <laughs> I can watch the whole thing and then forget about it for a while. Yeah. I think I'm just used to it now. And they, make, the they, make, they make you wait for the next one. The only show I they... watch on TV is The 100. There's like a year between two, each episode. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Each, each, uh, season. each season, yeah, yeah. yeah Not each, each episode. That would be intense. Delayed, delayed gratification. Yeah, delayed gratification. They make you wait for it. Mm-hmm. Then they give it to you, and sometimes it's not that good. Mm, yeah. The hundred. I'm still talking about the hundred. Season three. First episode. <laughs> Did you want to say season three point one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> season three uh, A. Future episode. Three A, right? <laughs> yeah, three A. I want a little like like ding like sound like every time we do a future episode, <laughs> future mark. episode like plan. like an, like an, like an, the audio equivalent of an asterisk. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> okay, I guess that about does it. Yeah. Um, coming at you live, straight from Birmingham. We are Jason Edwards, and aka Mr. Peaky, <laughs> and Kelsey Goldman, aka Mrs. Blinders. <laughs> this and- is. Mrs. Uh, well, it's England. They say things like Mrs. when Mrs. they say Miss. Sure. I Mrs. Mrs. I Miss. I Miss Blinders. Miss Blinders. And together we are Peaky Blinders. We are not. And this is not. This is not go the way I wanted to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I can't take your accent seriously. Okay. I wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up. Only I can mention me. Special thanks to Dania Bound of Weeping Willards for use of their song Outside in the Rain from the album The Weeping Willards. It's a good song. It's a good song. Thanks, thanks, Danny. You guys should all go download it. Download it for um, how much money you want to pay. Yeah, Name your price. <laughs> the Weeping Willards. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to Sarah for our, our closing theme. And also being our friend. Also, also being our friend. <laughs> our very close friend. Very, very close friend of the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> and even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Only I can mention me.